There's, there's the, the Bulls getting train. the number one overall pick. There's the Cavs getting the number one pick right Whoa, after. Who said that about the Bulls left. getting the number one overall pick? What is this? I don't know what you're the talking Bulls about. The Bulls had like a point. The Bulls had like a point nine percent chance of getting the number one overall pick. Hey, well, Orlando, got, or, in, Orlando got the number one overall pick two years in a row. Okay, this magic moment. I learned that in that documentary. This magic moment. Yeah, and they had probably they some, had an eight percent, a point eight percent chance when they won it. I don't know why you're coming paid. at me for the magic, dude. I'm a Bulls fan now. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, listeners, um, you ever have a situation where technology failed you? Like you try to record, um, let's say, a '90s Bulls game using your VCR, and the VCR ate up the tape, or you, uh, you know, you record a podcast for. I don't know, an hour and a half, and right as you're about to finish it, your computer decides to freeze and die. Well, that's what happened to me yesterday. So if you're listening to this right now, we apologize for the delay. My computer failed me, and (laughs) so as it goes, we lost arguably the greatest recording of NBA history. We solved racism on that call, and uh, and you're never going to be able to hear it, and I apologize. We're going to do the best we can today to try to recuperate the magic that we had yesterday, where we, again we solved racism. Oh, you said solved. At first, I thought you said saved racism, and I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, 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 uh. Like, I think you misspoke, but I realized you said solved. So the, I was like, no, Jay, I know, what, I know what you're saying. I know what you mean. I'm with you here, 100. Uh-huh. percent But yeah, yeah. No, that ain't it, Chief. So we're good. No, no. Yes, we we saved. <laughs> now, now I almost said it. <laughs> we uh, we solved racism um, on one hour and a half call, and unfortunately, we're gonna have to do the best we can to try to rectify that today. Um, how you guys doing today? Happy Friday! Happy Friday! Happy Friday, man! We're good, we're good. I was um, playing some two K you know, earlier today. That was fun. That's loud, I, uh, I love two K. I, I threw on I threw on some tunes that I haven't listened to in a while. Just some stuff like my go to kind of music, but I haven't been like listening to my go to kind of music lately. I was like just doing some work, had some tunes in, uh, just cruising along. It was kind of nice. It was good. It was good Friday. What's go to music exactly for Thaddeus Hall? Uh pretty much anything done by uh, Andrew McMahon, Kate, Casey and the Sunshine Band. Oh, I love Casey and the Sunshine Band. <laughs> I mean, who, if, do you not like Casey in the Sunshine Band? Who is that? What's no, the I song love that they Casey made? Casey in the Sunshine Band. Yeah, tell me, uh, Casey in the Sunshine Jan, uh, Casey in the Sunshine Band. I believe was uh, nope. That's Sly and the Family Stone. I always get those two bands confused. Casey in the Sunshine Band was uh, that's the way uh, 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 I like it. Uh, 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 that's the way uh, 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 I like it. And then you fucking and you gyrate and you do one of those. Uh, you bite your lip and you bite your t- and but in your tongue, but not hard. Isn't it just a little sensual? And then isn't uh, Casey and the Sunshine Band? I'm your boogeyman. I'm your boogeyman. Isn't that them? I think you're right. I think you're right. Okay, so Let I like see. Casey and the Sunshine Band too. Everybody does. We're, we're gonna, they're one of those bands where you're like, oh, I love these guys, but like you didn't know that this was their song. Yeah. All right, here we go. Casey and the Sunshine Band is that's the way I like it. That's the uh, shake, 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 Ooh. shake, 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 shake your booty. Oh, and uh, boogie shoes. Oh, boogie shoes. Yeah, my, 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 my boogie shoes. Dude, disco is kind of mm-hmm. tight, man. Look, I think yeah, disco needs to make it. Fuck disco. yeah, disco dude. needs to make it. Fuck yeah. Full, I love I'm, disco. Disco funk. Oh, it's the best. I fucking love that kind of music. I also like Chicago people hate House. on disco. Chicago House is phenomenal. People hate on disco because it was like. 
mag corny. Yeah, corny for a but second. But it it led it led to so many great genres of the future. I love disco. Disco you don't like being happy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that all you want to listen to is Pink Floyd and get all sad on the other side of the moon. But uh, over here, we like to dance. We like to be happy, okay? Get up off the wall. Listen to some Michael Jackson. Separate the art from the artist a little bit, okay? uh, I mean, like, honestly, like, part of the reason Superbad is such a good flick is because, like, they, 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 their soundtrack, it's, it's a lot of disco and funk. It's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. That's all, Amber, that's like all that we ever listened to. bring back ever, the ever, funk, ever. man. Yes, I love funk. I bring the funk and then bring the I... noise. You know what I'm saying? Bring in the noise. Bring down the house. And then yeah, we, we came here to rock the party out. Who is, who I'm serious, man. Say, somebody needs to bring back know. disco. Like, disco needs to come back. Like, when the pandemic is over, the first thing I want to do is go to a disco hall. Go, yeah, dude, like make that. a disco album. Go more. Go higher. Do more. Do better. I can't you can sing, do brother. I you. Speaking of you album sing, and man. can't sing, but still good. Nikki could sing. We, Jay, you and I got to learn to play music. Nikki has a pretty good falsetto singing voice. If we could learn to play right. music. Every, everybody knows in the Keyless household, I am the singer. Jay, everybody knows Jay that. legitimately can sing. Okay, but so I can hit a fact. falsetto. I will admit so, that. So here's what we have to do then. We have to. We can create the music, but then we need like some funky, you know, sort of a black gentleman to. Uh, we need to create like a sort of a Millie Vanilli situation here, where we play the music, but they pretend <laughs> to perform it. That nobody's were, I mean, getting it down, nobody's getting when down it to works. disco from two Puerto Rican guys and their you, white friends. Like that's just not. That's just I, not. Excuse happening. me. Fuck excuse you, me. You. It's 2020, sir. I don't okay? care if it's 2020. It's 2020. Like, I, I'm a realist. Oh, you know what? But for real though, if you guys want to make, you know, like, you know, that kind of music and not worry about people worrying what we look like, we can just get an artist to like make cartoons, just like the gorillas. We'll dude. be good to go. Whoa, we could be like the gorillas. Yeah. Fucking sign me up, the dude. The disco, then we get the or like disco Daft Punk. The disco we could be like da- disco, disco Daft Punk. Yeah. Disco gorillas. And then Ooh. I'll add my Bee Gees falsetto into it. Because I can't hit it. I can do that song. Dude, shout out to the fucking well, Bee Gees, man. Yeah, dude, the seventies <laughs> were Jewish? tight, man. I don't know if they were Jewish. Seventies were the seventies were 70s tight. Were I, I mean, I, I was I Although, was uh, like twenty years from being born at the start of the seventies, but the seventies yeah. were tight. <laughs> I can say it was certain. I I will. I don't know. I know that. I know that there were a lot of cool things in the seventies. There was also a lot of shitty things in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Uh, being Nikki and and myself was not great in the seventies. Um, it, it was getting better, but it wasn't great. Uh, the NBA was trash. Um, uh, was like NBA, real bad. The NBA was trash in the seventies. The 70s, this, buddy, they played the finals on tape delay. Oh, no, in look, the 70s, man. I, look, okay, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not okay. I'm not talking about watching the game, but like the players. There were some dope ass players from the seventies. That's besides the point. The product was shit, dude. St. John's basketball used to get more fans than the Knicks. The product Knicks. was bad. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm talking about the players and the talent on the floor. It was dope. There were a select few. Dude. It was a smaller league. There was a select few stars. Very few Hall of Famers from the 70s when you really list it out. Walt Frazier. Bro. Willis Reed. Hold on. Jerry West. I'm going to have... Will Chamberlain. Can you, can, you, can you pump the brakes for one second? Because I just wanted to talk about the fact that the Flint, Michigan Mega Bowl happened in the 1970s. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
One, that was the ABA. So let's show some respect to the ABA, ABA. please and thank you. Which, Dude, that, that's ABA. why the 70s were better. You had two professional basketball leagues in the 70s. And last <laughs> they I checked, they were thriving. They were thriving. Yeah, they were thriving. A lot of good teams. Did you guys ever see the thirty for thirty for the uh, the the um, St. Louis Spirit? No, no. It is fascinating, bro. Because they like they draft. They were the team that drafted Moses Malone out of high school. Like Moses Malone's original team was the St. Louis Spirit. Like it was fascinating. So much cocaine. Like that was the original cocaine circus. Sorry, Dude, Chicago Bulls, I, I, but that was the cocaine. I just circus. got my shipping <laughs> notification for that hat today. Mm. There is a guy. I love that hat for you, man. There's a guy named Rod Benson who makes uh, NBA centric art, uh, or like sort of like streety art stuff, uh, but like pretty much mostly around the NBA. Uh, And he created a hat for those of you that aren't watching The Last Dance. uh, Which, if you're listening to this and not watching The Last Dance, I'm confused. What you doing? Um, What you doing? But having said that, uh, just love our voices. Jordan was talking about the fact that when he got drafted, the team was referred to as the Traveling Cocaine Circus, the Chicago Bulls. So your boy found this hat from this like independent artist. Uh, that says the Bulls <laughs> traveling cocaine circus with the Bulls logo in 1984 to 1985. I bought that thing so fast because I was like, this is going to get taken away. Bulls are going to see this logo and there's going to be a cease and desist. So I got to get this now before it's gone. Um, Good so I got Good. my I got my shipping notification. I cannot wait to wear that. I'm, I, can, I cannot wait to wear it. It, it is... Uh, I, I, the company that Jay and I work for is has a very lax dress code. However, this is definitely not a work hat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that, that a vast true. majority I don't know that, of the people that I, I work with would find up. this hilarious. But my plan is, first time I can wear it to a brunch, it's going on. I'm probably going to wear... Uh, <laughs> I, I actually already have the outfit planned. I got, I'm got. i going to wear a black short sleeve Henley. I'm going to wear that snapback. I'm going to wear a chambray shirt. I'm going to wear some black jeans, and I'm going to throw on a pair of Jordans, and that's what we're doing. I like that Just fit. Just the whole look. I enjoy that Just whole the whole fit. look. Actually, this is a really nice segue... I know we covered it yesterday, and via text, Tad has an announcement for the listeners. We're not going to have our, our 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 reaction like we did yesterday in real time, but Tad, tell the listeners what's going on in your world, man. I think you made an announcement to us that made us very happy. I, okay, it's not an official announcement. This is it's it's like my uh, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've like announced you know like college recruits on uh, Twitter they like announce their like top five. Uh, I have officially sure. uh, opened up my uh, recruitment. For a new NBA team, uh, and it's it's I've narrowed it down to two schools or two uh, cities, I should say, two teams, two organizations, <laughs> if you will, uh, the Chicago Bulls sure. and the uh, Orlando Magic. Who, if you've been listening, you are aware <clears throat> that I am presently a fan of the Orlando Magic. Um, every time I hear it, every time I hear it, it makes me happy. I, every time I, it doesn't matter. This is the third time I've heard it. Super pumped. To explain, Super just to, to give a little background here and and why this is something that I'm I'm potentially doing. I've lived in Chicago for seven years. I love the city. I go to Bulls games frequently. The Bulls are not very good right now, so I can start rooting for them without jumping on the bandwagon. It would be nice to watch them on uh, on TV, and it would just be nice to have another connection uh, to where I live. I, I, I've lived here for seven years. I consider myself a Chicagoan at this point. Like, that is so, the reality. I don't have any... I own a fucking house in Chicago. Like, I own property in Chicago. Like, I am a, a full-on Chicago resident. And I would like to root for the Bulls. I'm never going to root for the Cubs because I grew up hating the Cubs my entire life. I'm never. <laughs> all um, right. We don't need I'm you. Never going to root for the White Sox because I, I don't really want to. Uh, and uh, <laughs> but I was a Bulls fan yeah, as a kid, sense. you know. Like, and and I think watching the Last Dance is like triggered a little bit of nostalgia. 
You know, uh, I, and I know these aren't. I know these aren't Michael Jordan's Bulls. You know, these aren't uh, these aren't Jerry Krause's Bulls. You know what I mean? Um, That's okay. That's okay. But, uh, That's all right. But we'll take I, it. I think I think I'm. I, I think I might start rooting for him. I, I think it would just be fun. It just you know, be, be, I, I don't have any ties to Orlando. I've been to Orlando once, and it was to go to Disney World last year. <laughs> this is what I needed to hear. Now I'd like to treat this like. I've been playing a lot of 2K. I'd like to treat this like a negotiation of some sort. Like if I'm interviewing uh, a potential player to join our team, all right, I'm the GM. I want you to come play for the Bulls. I want to understand your feeling on the Bulls. So when you look at the Bulls currently, and you've clearly stated that they are a terrible team. This is not your this is not your dad's team. Uh, this is not your dad's Chicago Bulls. Um, beyond the connection to the city, what else draws you to, to the potential fandom of of the Chicago Bulls, your Chicago Bulls, if you will. I mean, that's honestly doing there. Pretty, I'm using pretty, assumptive that's, language. That's pretty much it. Like they do not have any players that I'm like, oh, this dude's dope. Like not like that's pretty None? much it. It's just you it's like just Kobe a, White? it's a it's a it's a desire to. I mean, he's okay. Like he's fine. But like it's just it's hot, honestly hot more finish. of a desire to like get this like sort of like this uh, this additional sports attachment to Chicago. Number one and number two, uh, I kind of want to get on ground floor. You know. There's only only place to go is up. I mean, there's there's a couple more levels down we could go, sure. But like, there's a lot more room upward than there is to go downward. It, it can't is, really get. It can get worse, but not by much. So this is it. <laughs> this is what I said yesterday. You are buying the stock at its lowest value. But the I second mean, lowest be, value in recent memory. Let's be completely honest here. They're paying me for the stock. Like I'm I'm not even <laughs> buying it. They're like, hey man, I don't know. Hey that man, it's if you that take bad. this, we'll we'll give you. We'll throw some cash on top of it if you're willing just to take it. And that's kind of how I feel. And a hat. Um, I'm looking and at the hat. roster right now. My God, these guys. How did the Bulls win any games? Let me, let me hear some of those you? sweet, sweet names. Come on now. How dare you? I'm, I'm, I'm just Tad. saying, man. Hey, look, man. If, hey, 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 hey. You get to be critical you of your own get... team. I've been very critical of Orlando in the past. I'm going to be critical that of the Bulls. I'm going to root for them. That's true. I understand that, Listen. but you have to get excited for names like Zach Levine. When, Laurie yeah, dude. Markkinen. When Orlando's best get, player, and also like, get or- really excited about the number seven because that's the pick that we have every Ooh. single year. Orlando's best player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be four like Orlando's is every season. Look, man, I get it, but here's the deal. Here's the deal. Uh, Orlando had a time where Glenn Davis was our best player. Okay, it was after we lost Dwight Howard. Oh, that's we sucked. Dark. Okay, it was dark. Tough. All right, quite a dark time. Oof. And I was very critical of the organization and of the team, and I'm certainly going to sure, be that way now. Sure, but they, sure. the Bulls, have a new GM. Hopefully soon they'll have a new head coach. Oh, please! It's going to happen. Hopefully It'll soon happen. they'll have an entirely new roster. Uh, there's, there's, I was literally reading an article today on the Sun Times that said that um, multiple Bulls players in their first interviews with uh, the new front office staff with AK uh, and Mr. Eversley stated how terrible Jim Boylan is. If you could, it was uh, an absolute shellacking. So let's say, let's say uh, the league, there's an expansion team, right? Like let's say Las Vegas has a team and uh, the bull, you know, every team has to put players up and you can only, you can only save one player on your team, right? You can only keep Ooh, one I guy. I like this game. Uh, who are the bulls keep? Wendell Carter. Nikki. I thought it would be Zach Levine, but I guess Wendell Carter. He's the best player Zach Levine, on the team. Zach, Zach Levine is the guard version of DeMarcus Cousins. Empty stats. He's not even a non-factor on the defense. He's not even on that level. Like DeMarcus Cousins was a bad defender, but he was a serviceable one. 
let's oh we'll say early early Demarcus Cousins. The point that I'm trying to make is he is a he is a stat stuffing non-winning player and has been every year. Now, the one thing that I will say about Zach Levine is he has gotten progressively better every single year of his career. You can't say the same for a guy like Andrew Wiggins, who they were a year apart in draft years. So like when we look at that trade, we almost traded for Andrew Wiggins. Thank fucking mm-hmm. God we didn't do that. You know so like, I'll take that. I saw a stat today that Andrew Wiggins is the first Wiggins, not Wiggums, uh, is the first player in NBA history to be drafted first win rookie of the year and not have an all-star appearance as of right oh, now i'm not shocked yeah, by that the ends. wait no oh first overall that was a, okay that first was overall big pick, that was a big thing one rookie of the year and never got uh as of right now no all-star oh because yeah, yeah, sh- I mean, you gotta keep in, you gotta you gotta keep the rookie of the year thing in mind no he will never he, he won't he, he i don't think he likes playing basketball Me i agree either. now to, to back to tad's question i I maintain that last year the best the best player overall for the Bulls last year was Wendell Carter. I think he is the most valuable player that we have on the team and also equally the most undervalued player that we have on the team because he's not going to put up 25 and 10. He no. is going to be Al Horford, but they also put him in a place where he's basically relegated to just rebounding and playing defense. And in college, he was known for being able to stretch and like hit top of the key three pointers and elbow jumpers, and the offense hasn't really allowed him to do so. I'm gonna be honest. I am cooling on Larry Markkinen. I am very, I very much to, cooling. Was, you know what? He's was, got one was, more year. I was just about to ask, man. Like, do Bulls really like? Do Bulls fans? Okay, here's my question. Do Bulls fans really like actually truly like Laurie Markkinen, or are they just so desperately clinging to him because they're like, please be good, please be good? You have to understand. You have to understand. I do understand. I've lived here for seven years, man. I know. I know what. I know. I know. His. His. So, but it was a culmination of we got rid of Jimmy Butler, traded to get this pick. Picked up Laurie Markkinen, who knew, nobody knew. And in his rookie season, he put up better numbers than Chris Daps Porzingis did in his rookie season. So you see that right out the gate, and you're like, oh, shit. We actually came out winning in this trade because now Jimmy's not even in Minnesota anymore. And then his second season, not his fault. He was battling a lot of injuries that second season. But this year, he was just like just bad, just okay. like really, really was he, bad. I mean, like, what, was, he, was he trying to get back to the speed of the game after being hurt? Yeah, I mean, who knows? I know. I've no, never, I've never, I've never thought he was that good. Like frankly, just be completely. Honest. He was he His was great. Was so fucking good. rookie season. Here's here's the main issue with Laurie Markkinen. He got protected in his first season because of Robin Lopez. Robin Lopez did all the dirty work, which allowed Laurie Markkinen to bump his rebound numbers and also by doing so be the guy who's in a lot of cases starting the fast break and gave him a lot more scoring opportunities in the fast break. He has now been relegated to exclusively playing in the half court and also he's a terrible rebounder and a subpar at best defender and him not having Robin Lopez there anymore. That Robin Lopez role has been filled by Wendell Carter who is great but is still in his too, second too, too season. Young, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can't yeah. like there's yeah. a difference between a guy like Robin Lopez who is a veteran presence who like for his career has averaged like 8 and 7 and like knows what his yeah. role is and knows how to like do those like gritty dirty thing. Not not yep. dirty like in the sense that like you're a dirty player but like the like getting the right. mud kind of shit, you know what I mean? And yeah. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I also think like I'm looking at Lori's numbers. That's my guy. He averaged 19 and 9 last 
last season. Like, that's crazy. Here's the, here's my big thing with him. He's a very inefficient big man. I know he shoots a lot of three That's pointers, the thing. But yeah. he's a very inefficient big man. Well, what was it? What was his three-point percentage last year? Last year, 36% while taking nine threes a game. That's in 52 games. And went down and went down from his rookie season. Like yeah. by by only this by year, only point one by, by only point zero one percent he shot thirty six thirty six and thirty six thirty six percent rookie year thirty six percent this year uh, I'm sorry and if I remember, he was attempting six threes a game and hitting two point three of them he was taking uh, nine two point attempts per game and making four of them so to some degree it's his three point shooting that brings down his, his shooting percentage but like he's a big man totally. shooting under fifty percent from the floor he did shoot fifty two percent from the floor this uh, from two this past season but forty two percent. From three or from the field because he was shooting thirty four percent from the floor. I don't know. I just yeah, he had a down just, I don't know that there's a ton of room for guys like this in the league unless they have a really really tremendous uh, like Kristaps is a prime example. I don't Kristaps would have been they would have had similar career trajectory or tra- trajectories. Excuse me, Jesus Christ, get it together. Um, so they would have had similar career trajectories. If Kristaps hadn't been traded to Dallas, where he gets to play with a premier talent in Luka Doncic, yeah, oh, yes. Well, hold on. Kristaps yes. was also, an All Star in New York before he I was got hurt. Say this one right, thing, but he wouldn't. He wouldn't be capable of winning. He can't win. He can't. You can't win anything on your own if that guy's your number one option. You can't. He Kristaps Porzingis cannot be a number one option. He is a very talented player, but he can't be your number one guy. I, I agree with that. In the current state of Kristaps' career, I'd say bef- pre ACL injury, I disagree I, I, with no, that. Dude, I think that, like that he could do you, you, he could do everything defense. He could stretch the floor. He could go to the basket. Like he literally did everything. They just needed. He had a shit team around him for three years. Fair enough. I do forget that he averaged like twenty five one season. The season he was the amazing his, before the, the ACL the injury. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's a good point. He was cr- like destroying. He was, he's, he's a destroying. better player than Laurie is. Yeah, I mean, he definitely Unless is. Laurie oh, I just still don't think I, don't, I still don't think you can win next. anything with him if he's your number one guy. Even if you do put a decent team around him, like you need you need somebody else. You need a, a slasher, a score, a true scoring guard. In today's league, yeah. you need a true think, scoring wing. If you're if if you're going to have a very talent like it's like Anthony Davis. Like Anthony Davis had some decent talent around him, but you can't win shit with a guy like that. Like if you're if if a big man, no matter how talented he is, didn't he is didn't your number one option? I mean, they had some pretty decent talent. Some of those, and maybe the issue the issue with with the with the Pelicans, the team that they built around AD was like they couldn't shoot. They could never shoot. You got guys like Tyreek, Drew Holiday, who's a fine shooter but not a great shooter. Like Solomon Hill, who got that massive contract and just did nothing with it. Like oh, yeah. they they never built a team. Like Etwan Moore was playing meaningful minutes. Like. Eastwood Moore is a fine player, but what is he shooting? Thirty-seven percent from three-point range. Eastwood Moore maybe? is one of those like, guys who, like, I'm every time I see him play, I'm like, oh, he's still in the league. Oh, he's on a different team. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was in. He did a. He did a stint in Orlando. I know he was in Chicago. I think he was in L.A. He might still be in L.A. I don't know. He plays in New Orleans now. No, he's in New Orleans. He left the Bulls to go for. He's been in New Orleans for the last. Uh, I think this is the last year of his contract. I think he signed a four-year deal with them actually. Damn. He's been fine. Like he's just, but they never built a team that like could actually stretch the floor around AD. Like the defenses will collapse on him all the time. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to dish out to somebody who you can rely on. And for the longest time, like he was passing to Tyreek Evans. Like it's just it's it's unfortunate. Etwan Moore's yeah. from here, right? Uh, yeah, I think he's from Indiana. No, no, no. He's he played at Purdue, but I'm pretty sure he's from Chicago. One second. Um, Let's find out. I don't know. 
Yeah, it's central central east. Oh wow, central east Illinois. Central east. Uh, oh wait, the east, Chica- east Chicago is Indiana. Oh, it's central central east. <laughs> Central East, it says I mean, Central East Chicago, so I was like, oh, that must be a Chicago high school. No, it's in Indiana. No, so my, East Chicago. East Chicago. East. I, I didn't even know there was an East Chicago. I know there was a North Chicago, and I know East Chicago, West Chicago. Is, uh, East Chicago is where Darius Miles is from, actually. Mm-hmm. I thought Darius Miles was from East St. Louis. Darius Miles is from East St. Louis. You're right. He is from East St. Louis. Oh, East something. East St. Louis. East Chicago is Indiana. It's uh, it's very very confusing. It's right, it's right on the border, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it is. Um, it really is. But it's like right say, outside of the South Side. The best the best playoff run the Pelicans had was when, uh, honestly, who Laurie Markinum might become, Nikola Mirotic was having a fucking tear. That was the best season that the Pelicans had with Anthony Davis, and that was because yeah, he true. was playing the five like he should be, and. Miritich was playing the four like he should be because they were putting him in three yeah. with the Bulls. It's true. It's real weird. It's very I always true. think it's weird when, when teams do that. that. They're like, oh, this guy like will play the three. And it's like, that guy can't fucking dribble to save his goddamn life. Yeah, that guy's a four. That's not how that works, guys. <laughs> I really liked I really liked Nico. Anyways, so um, listen, guys, we are 25 minutes in. We have not uh, done intro, hey, listeners. We have not. Welcome back, y'all. This is episode 129 of NBA, the podcast that tries to talk about NBA shit, but then your computer crashes and nobody hears anything you said the day before, so you do it again. It's a very specific one. Yeah, that was was really weirdly specific. I think everybody can understand where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm your host. You would think that I had a day to think about this and like I would come up with a better one. I didn't. I don't even remember what mine Uh, was yesterday. Yours was fine, if I remember. I remember my reaction was, eh. Yeah, I know what it was, eh. too. I'm not going with that one again. <laughs> yeah. I am your host, Jay Kiles, a.k.a. Slim Duncan. Boo! Holy shit, dude. If you're going to do that, if you're going to do that, if you're going to do that, just don't even do one, man. Come on. You're better than that. I just... I've, Snap like into a slim wanted. tim. You couldn't have at least said something like that. <sighs> Fuck, you're so much better at this than me. Here's the thing. Everybody knows I'm better when I'm like, cool. Give me a give me a, a theme and I'll run with it. I'm much better at that. The just theme? coming one, it's just not my thing. See, I can't hey, the, I can't do the theme thing. Like the theme I I I, I overthink the theme. The, give me a theme. The go-to theme is always food. So No, because we've done like Christmas no, I know and we've we done have, like scary saying, movies. Like, that's what you just should you should just think of that first. Yeah, but I was trying to do something from 2005, and I was just like, oh, who is, who can I talk about? Who's a player of relevance during this period that I could bring up? Mm. Co-Beef Bryant. I don't remember. Do we? we uh, yeah, I mean. Kobe Bean Burrito Bryant. No. 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 You, you did, right. didn't, well, you do, didn't you do, didn't you do, didn't you do Kobe Beef Bryant yesterday? Didn't you do yeah, that? I, you did I Kobe did exactly. Beef Bryant. That's and trash. He just, and he he it's literally dragged it's better than on Slim Duncan. Kobe. He was like Kobe. Because I was like, I, I was have, like, I have a good, I doing? have what a good, what am I doing? I have a good 2005 one today. Go for it. Well, all right. Well, the uh, the man who just recently became a Bulls fan, welcome aboard. Introduce yourself, sir. Hey, what's up? It's Tad, uh, aka Charlie Vanilla Wafer. Nice. That, is gr- that is fantastic. You know what? 
You're like, fine, mine, sir. You're better 24 hours later. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, 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 I combed the 2005 draft, and I was like, there's got to be a fucking name in here I can use. <laughs> oh, there you go, Jay. Chris you can do something Paul. for the 2005 draft. Andrew Bogus. Oh, I got one. Nikki Kiles, a.k.a. Ike Diogurt. Okay. All Diogu right. is the okay. guy's name, last name. Yeah. Diago, Diago, yeah. sorry, Diago, Diago. Yeah, yeah, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine. He's he was he was terrible, anyways. Nobody really remembers him. All right, well, this is episode one twenty nine of NBA, the podcast that tries to talk about NBA shit. Mostly, we just talk a lot of shit, and we are back again to continue our series, diving into every season since Michael Jordan retired. Listen, I don't want to say that we like are ahead of the curve in terms of like NBA content, but we decided to do this before they announced the Last Dance was happening, so. I guess we're ahead of the curve. We are ahead of the curve. I'm going to say terms of you NBA content. You don't have to say it. I'll yeah, say it. Are. Look, here's the thing. It happens. I'm I not going to guess... sit here and call us all heroes. Everybody else can, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Listen, we I'll tell you one thing. Tad doesn't inspire much out of me unless he's incredibly, incredibly drunk. Drunk Tad is, I, I mean, the ideas that come out of his slurred speech are otherworldly i mean he just comes up with great content when he is smashed i do i i don't smash know smash parker like get drunk and i'm like this is good this is a good idea we should do this <laughs> why don't why don't we do this one this is what we should i've had do. every 17 time margaritas. every time an idea i literally it's crazy text you man guys. It'll be like some one people in the morning and i'll be like guys i'm hammered i have an idea for the podcast <laughs> yeah yep we get one of two texts from tad at like one o'clock in the morning it's either guys i'm hammered here's a great idea for the podcast or guys i'm so glad we're doing this i love you guys this is great also i'm shmammered i'm, sh- I'm shmammered uh anywho uh we are back again I, continuing the series i do have to say i'm gonna have to start coming <laughs> yes. up with good sober ideas because your boy uh is on a booze hiatus so uh Wow. Mm. Wow. Trying to shed All trying right. to trying okay. to shed some poundage during the teen, you know? Trying to yeah, uh get it. it's it's been weird. I've actually lost a lot of Same. weight despite the fact that I am eating and drinking like Way more than I. Oh, normal. see, I'm not. Oh, I'm guys, not at all. But uh, oh, that's perfect. I was Jay. You're losing weight despite eating. Welcome to my world. That's called depression loss. You lose oh, weight when you're depressed. That's what no. happens. Am I depressed? Is that what you're telling Probably. me? Probably. <laughs> oh, I gotta talk to you my therapist. To um. Anywho, this week we will be covering the 2005 season. Now, I will say this: I'm a little excited about today, and I'm a little excited that. The episode yesterday got lost because I had to pee during Nikki's rundown yesterday. And now, today, I get to hear the whole thing. Nikki, Which is not good. take us to 2005. Okay. George Bush doesn't care about black people. <laughs> <laughs> and David Stern doesn't care for their fashion. You changed it, you son of a bitch. Go! (laughs) While audiences were choosing between getting revenge with the Sith or having a new beginning with Batman, David Stern (sighs) was choosing what players could wear. After a season most famous for the malice at the palace, the NBA's image was in bad shape. So a dress code was put in place to get rid of hip-hop fashion items such as jerseys, jeans, hats, do-rags, t-shirts, large jewelry, sneakers, and Timberlands. 
This move was widely, widely supported by the team owners and opposed by pretty much every single player. Players such as Allen Iverson and Malice survivor Steven Jackson felt that comparing hip-hop style to crime and bad influences was racist. Spoiler alert, it is. The rest of the <laughs> offseason was pretty slow player-wise. August 2nd, 2005, in a five-team trade, Antoine Walker and White Chocolate himself were traded to the Heat. Also, for any Oyster Boys out there, there's the trade that sent Greg Ostertag back to the Jazz after one season in, in Sacramento. Uh, September 22nd, 2005, after trying with Kobe and not winning a championship, Gary Payton decided to go on over to the Heat to join Shaq, as well as Dwayne Wade, Antoine Walker, and White Chocolate, like I just said. August 23rd, Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans, causing $125 billion in damages and affecting the lives of millions. Millions. Also because of this, the New Orleans Hornets had to play 32 games in Oklahoma City. This brought NBA action to OKC for the first time, and pretty great action as they got to see rookie Chris Paul, who was chosen fourth overall in the 2005 NBA draft. The other first five picks was Milwaukee choosing Andrew Bogut at number one, then Marvin Williams at number two, Deron Williams at number three, Chris Paul at four, and Raymond Felton picked number five. They this all this has two thousand sorry ooh, the two thousand five NBA draft had five All Stars total: Andrew Bynum, Danny Granger, David Lee, Chris Paul, and Deron Williams. The most win shares is Chris Paul with one seventy nine point five, Deron Williams with seventy seven point three, and David Lee with seventy six. Uh, there's not a whole lot of players on this roster that are super memorable but some are Channing Fry, uh Charlie Vill- Villanueva as Tad had said earlier Andrew Bynum uh Gerald Green picked 18th Nate Robinson picked 21st uh CJ Miles picked 34th and probably my favorite of all time uh I've lost him where do you go oh no Marcin Gortat 57 <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah who doesn't love them some uh, wow. Marcin Gortat Polish hammer yeah Gotta love it. Gotta love it. I those those first two draft picks look exponentially worse when you look at Deron Williams and Chris Paul following them. Mm-hmm. Like Deron Williams was a monster for a really a long time in the NBA. Definitely not a Hall of Famer, but man, when he was in Utah, he was incredible. I mean, he Top- yeah, he was a I he burned bright, didn't burn long, man. I know I I don't disagree because as soon as he goes to Brooklyn it's over. But like those Utah seasons, man. Also, that he was a motherfucker, dude. Like at least yeah, he definitely top five point guard in the league his entire time. Uh, he motherfucked Jerry Sloan out of his job. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I didn't appreciate it. I didn't appreciate it. Hey, can, but, let me say this though. Let me can I ask you a question. Darren Williams, Chris Paul, NBA champions? No, Andrew Bogut is though. True. <laughs> True. You know, when you're right, you're right. Andrew Bogut, greatest player in the 2005 draft. Suck it, Chris Paul. Um, he got rings. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Now, I think, here, I just want to tell you guys real quick. Deron Williams, his averages in Utah, 17.3 points, uh, 9.1 assists, 3.2 rebounds. In Brooklyn, and or the Nets, you know, 16.6 points, 7.5 assists, 3.2 rebounds. Not that off. But then he falls off a cliff pretty quickly. Yeah, because then he goes to Dallas and Dallas basically and disappears Dallas, after trash. one season. And then he had he was on Cleveland 
at the. At oh the my end. god, oh, I right. forgot he went to Cleveland. I forgot about that. He played with Brian. I remember him. I remember him airballing a corner three in his first game. With the with the calves, I remember that. I do remember that. Yeah. Wow. The sixteen seventeen isn't that sixteen seventeen Cleveland team also the one with uh is that the one with Derrick Rose and all of them like a ridiculous amount of players? Yeah. No. I think you're right. I, no, I, it was the following season. I got following it. Season. I, I, I got I got it right here. They had. Uh, yeah. No. Oh wait. No. They had Derrick Williams. Yeah. And yep. they had uh, Andrew Bogut on this team. But it's, it's Wait, wasn't this the championship team? No, that's 15 16. No, that's 2015-2016. Yeah. yeah, you're right. This is the year they lost right. one they lost uh four games to one. Yeah. Ah, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And then this the following right year they got swept. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. All right. God damn, how well, boring was listen, that? The Nick- four fucking years in a row we had the same teams in the NBA finals. I know. And it was only so really rough. good one of them. That 15-16 Two of them. I guess two the of them were solid. Okay, yeah. The first one was the first, first one was great because one. it was just LeBron just like just showing everybody like how good LeBron really is. Yeah. yeah. And it was then, peak LeBron. He should have won MVP in that series. And then they honestly. fucking and then they fucking Many. gave they fucking gave Andre Iguodala the biggest fuck you MVP of all time. <laughs> what a load of absolute fucking horseshit that <laughs> I was. I know. It's not great. That's that the not worst. Great. I agree. A, people were like he stopped LeBron. No he fucking didn't. He fucking he like did it. LeBron averaged like 40 a fucking... Yes, 38, whatever. 40 a game. Like, yeah, it's What ridiculous. a load of horse shit. <laughs> and I like Andre Iguodala. Uh, I think he's a good player. I do too. I do too. Um, well, Nikki, you brought it up a couple times in your rundown. So the first topic on this week's agenda is, in fact, the NBA dress code. That was implemented in 2005. As Nikki had mentioned in his rundown, it was something that was brought down by David Stern following the season that uh, had the Malice in the Palace. The NBA uh, overall brand, if you will, was at an all-time low after after that occurrence. Um, and granted, the, the product on the court was not great at the time in general. It wasn't a very exciting time in the NBA. Um, it was... It was just we talked about this in previous episodes, but like the two best players in the league at that time were probably like Kobe, Tim Duncan, and I guess like a, I guess to some extent like Steve Nash and, and Jason Kidd um, towards the latter portion of this yeah, period. But uh, it was a very boring period in the NBA. Um, so David Stern decides to create this um, dress code that uh, it was uh, it was inherently racist. Like it really, really was. Um, he in in the breakdown of what was and what's not allowed um to nikki's point he he referenced many of the items that were popular in the day in like hip-hop culture and what many of the league's best players were playing specifically said these things because i want to say that last night when we recorded this i uh was not aware that he specifically said that some of these items specifically said that these items could not be worn i had always operated under the assumption that it was you must wear a suit that is always what I thought it was. That that's it. I thought it was just wear a suit. Yep. Now please. That would continue. have been. That would have been a way better thing to for him. Far more acceptable. That would have been fine. Yeah. Still probably not like the best thing, but like I get what they're trying to do. Sure. Yeah. It was. It was. It was mis. It was mishandled. It was poorly handled altogether, and it was. It, I mean, it, it, like I said. It was inherently racist. It was one of those things where now we talked about this a lot yesterday. Um, what ended up happening was 
the league has gotten much looser on the uh on the dress code since then uh, and it has led to kind of the 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 the, the fashion renaissance uh, in the NBA, like now every game pregame is like a fucking must watch. It's a, a fucking show in Milan. There's there's yeah. there's Instagram accounts dedicated. There's the fucking League Fits Instagram account is one of my favorite Instagram yeah. accounts. It 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 really is interesting to see the evolution of NBA fashion from like something that was like uh that was scoffed at to now something that is like aspirational for a lot of people. Like Tad is Tad will actively send us fits from guys in the NBA that he would love to wear but definitely cannot. There's some things you can't pull. So, off. Some things like, I can, but there's a lot of it sure. that I can't. Frank, like if you ever see uh, Damian Lillard, sometimes he'll he'll just walk out with like uh, like a pajama shirt, but it's just completely unbuttoned. And he's just like with all tatted up, and you're just like, whoa, okay, I'll never look good. And, like look at that unbuttoned pajama <laughs> shirt. Hell no, I the, can't pull that off. My with, with, my like, favorite six... guy right now is is Shea Gilders Alexander. Yeah, he does have a, like a. I cannot dress like a lot him of at things. all. No, he likes to have a lot of things that dangle off of his body. He just like walks around with tassels, little clips on him, and everything. Tassels. Oh my god. Yeah, there's a couple. So this will be fun. Rank your top three. We didn't do this yesterday, so this is right on the spot. Rank your top three players in the NBA uh, in terms of uh, uh, fits and overall fashion sense. Tad, I'll let you start because I know this is definitely uh, your. Yeah, arena. I don't want to start. I got to think about it. Um, okay. If it's no particular order, I think yeah, we'll say no no particular order. If it's no particular order, I actually know mine. Still, go ahead. I, I, okay, go ahead. <laughs> of course you do. Because I, I think I only got two so far. I got to think of the third one. Uh so my three are Shea Gilders Alexander, Kyle Kuzma, and Jimmy Butler. Ah, nice. Wow, interesting. I did not see Jimmy Butler. Jimmy coming. Butler. I don't necessarily. Jimmy Butler has, think of him that way. Jimmy Butler has a pretty good. A pretty good style. One of the guys that I think has the worst is Chris Paul. It's not even bad. Chris yeah. Paul used to have decent style, but now he's like Chris Paul. Like is just kind of it's kind of dad like these days. Yeah, he's a dad. Yeah, you know it one hundred percent is. He's turned it one hundred percent is. Nikki, who you um, got? I think, top three. I think I, I put Shea in there. I would put um, Damian Lillard because I do actually like his style, and I put Serge Ibaka. I think Serge Ibaka dresses very well. Okay. Okay. Doing. All right. My top three. Again, in no particular order, I'm going Russ, I'm going Kelly Oubre, and I'm going... Kelly Oubre is a good one. Yeah, he is good. And I'm going D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell's in my top three. D'Angelo Russell can dress like a motherfucker. I don't like like the way... I just have something about that. I don't like it. Do we throw? I, like I really do, man. I really I do. It. I, I really do. do. I'm into it. I do this like is, uh, the way like, I love, like I love like this Jimmy Butler outfit. <laughs> You know, white t-shirt and jeans. Like I like those jeans. Like just he just he's he. <laughs> Jimmy Butler is one of those guys who looks good in the way like the fits that he gets off without uh, without like being outlandish. Like some of these guys just go like real over the top. And yeah. well, it like just Russ, gets, it Russ gets, is famous. Some that. some guys like some guys like hire stylists and they're like, I have all this money, go buy me a bunch of expensive shit, and then they just throw on a bunch of expensive shit. That's like, look, it's tight because it's expensive, and it's like, uh, uh-uh, not how it works, brother. So nah. <laughs> Uh, do you guys have a top three worst all time? Not even currently, all time. Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan's Tim Duncan Tim Duncan's style sure. has come around though. Like Tim Duncan, like people it has. people it really people has. dress like the way that he did. So like Sometimes, Tim, he was yeah. just ahead of the curve, man. Way too ahead of the it's curve. It's it, yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, let's be honest, um, Michael Jordan. Yeah. No, disagree. Michael Jordan's. Don't get me wrong, Michael Jordan started, 
Michael Jordan started, but then he saw his first pair of bell-bottom jeans, and he went crazy. <laughs> you guys seen that meme? You guys seen that it's meme? Really Hold on. I got to put my fucking microphone down so I can do it. But have you seen that meme where he's, uh, it's a picture of Jordan, and he's like, he's got his hands like this. It, I said that to you. Yeah. Oh, did you say, did you say it's like <laughs> Michael Jordan, anytime he sees a pair of jeans, wider. <laughs> wider. <laughs> He's got his hands out, and he was like, and I looked at Taylor right in the face, and I was that's, like, that's uh-uh, what it is. Wider. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. That's what he said. <laughs> it's so good. I agree with you, Nikki. You know what? I, I, I wasn't thinking about current current day. If Tim Duncan can make a change, Michael Jordan also made a change for the worse. Yeah. It's so bad. It's so bad. See, I actually um, disagree, and I'll tell you why I disagree. Because Jordan has such distinct style like he just owns that baggy like oversized shit and it's like that's jordan's style like that is i that's Jerry that's, that's jordan style that's jordan's not, that's jordan's brand <laughs> also speaking of jerry you want to throw seinfeld. jerry seinfeld out there jerry seinfeld always says that when you get older it's a line from the show he says when you get older you start dressing the same way you did the last time you were cool which like michael jordan's still pretty cool but the height of his coolness was when shit like that he wears now is still popular. So, yeah. Yeah. I got, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we talk about that? That is uh, so funny. My, my, my father is uh, 67 years old. And uh, he's, he's not like a, a great dresser by any means. He's a 67-year-old white man from uh, rural Iowa. Uh, however, my mother sent me this Snapchat yesterday. And I was like, bro... <laughs> <laughs> With the that is, I want to be clear. Shorts. That is a T-shirt tucked in to like pale khaki cargo shorts. With tube socks, white, plain white tube socks pulled all the way up, and those like dad like hiking sneakers. <laughs> like that's his dad. What are you doing? Uh, the Air Monarchs or the New Balance ones? No, no, no. They're like uh, they're they're like these these things, like the like hiking sneakers, like they're like oh, Merrill okay. sneakers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get those at an oh, REI. That is that yeah, at <laughs> an REI. <laughs> oh my god. Well, any other things you guys want to say on the uh, the dress code of the the 2005 season? Yeah, I mean, if you don't want to uh, thrown down. No, actually, never, never mind. <laughs> um, Listen, I'm, yesterday we solved racism. I'm that's happy. Just, that's what, what it is. I, look, I'm happy what it became because, as we've already said, same. Like, it led NBA, to some good things. It was just racist. Yeah, and know? the NBA oh, understood sure. that it was it was famous because of its stars. It's it understood that, and by forcing the wear dress code, it was fucked up. But then it led to a huge boom in player fashion as well as the NBA. Look, man, it's fucked up, but it led, it's partially what led us to what we're here now, which is what this whole podcast has been about with all of these little recaps. Still racist. I mean, I'm going to say this, though. I'm going to, I will say this. The early 2000s, prior to the dress code, was the worst time, the worst NBA fashion of all time. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. It was was the worst player fashion of all time. Like, the 70s and the 80s were dope. The 90s, like, 
guys were fucking cool. Like you're watching, I'm watching the last dance and I'm watching the shit these guys are wearing. And I'm like, yo, I could probably get into that right now. Like I could like, yeah, I mean, like, I could wear some of that baggy ass shit now. And I'm like, that, like there, there, there are guys that are like some of the, some of that shit. I'm like, this guy, these guys are getting fits off. Dude, the, the, the early 2000s NBA was just like the, the big ass <clears throat> jeans and the giant tees and the chains and all that stuff, which is like a hundred percent. NBA player, like, you know, it was, it was black culture, hip-hop culture, that sort of thing. Totally get it. But it was, I mean, at, like, other eras have dressed around, like, the culture of, like, you know, the, the, the culture of the time. And it was just, like, that was just the, the worst sort of fashion era. Like, it has nothing to do with, like, well, you know, the people wearing it. It was just well, a look, fashion era. Well, look, we, so. we all lived in this era. And if you looked at, I'm, I, like, actively try to hide pictures of oh, myself same, during same, that same, period because I'm yeah, so yeah, embarrassed. Yeah, no, the shit that I wore, too, was trash. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm terrible. I'm, but that's what I'm saying right now is that, like, that era of fashion in general was, was terrible. terrible. Oh, terrible. I, I completely agree. Yes. All the worst. At that point, the absolute shit. worst. Also, it like really was. Out, real quick, Tad, I got the best way for you to hurry up and get a suit that's real nice and boxy. No suits, not as, boxy suits, not not uh, not boxy suits, but some of the. Oh, like, I was gonna say you should go as Jordan's fucking security guard for Halloween and just walk around, <laughs> just go, <laughs> just do a little shrug, just like carry cor- carry carry quarters shrug. around. Oh just my god, carry, carrying quarters. That's fantastic. Don't worry, I'm not excited to see you. It's just a roll of quarters in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> it's for a bit I'm doing. I'm sorry, guys. Look, I'm very oh, dedicated. Boy. All right, boys. Well, if that's the case, let's let's move on to the next topic on the agenda this week, which is um, the is Hurricane Katrina. Not really Hurricane Katrina, the event, but how it impacted the NBA, which was to Nikki's point, uh, moving the at the time New Orleans uh, Hornets, uh, who had previously moved from Charlotte, uh, now in their third home to Oklahoma City. Um, now. From what I, I think they played in Oklahoma City for almost three full seasons um, after Hurricane Katrina because yeah. New Orleans was just like wrecked. Um, yesterday we tried to have a conversation about what we remember about about this, and frankly, not that memorable, not that memorable. But we did have a very fun conversation that I'd like to bring back, which is Oklahoma City is a weird city to have a basketball team. I think we can all agree on that uh, when you look at the rest of the NBA landscape. But I did hear a question on a podcast that I brought up yesterday and I'd like to bring up again, which is, guys, if you had to pick three cities that have never had an NBA team before to have an NBA team, what would those cities be? Can um, can I say something real quick before we get into that? This is a dumb little sure. anecdote, but I just want to share. Um, when I was in college, I had a frat brother. His name was Logan. And uh, he uh, had a fling with this girl named Katrina, and they would get in like crazy fights all the time when they were drunk. And uh, we used to refer to them as Hurricane Katrogan. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, not really relevant to anything also- we're talking about. But like, as you were as you were telling that, I was like, oh man, remember Logan and Katrina? <laughs> like, it's like I just started thinking oh, about. Oh god, that's Ten, funny. Uh, Real quick, that's funny. <laughs> Frat brother Ted. I thought was the whitest sentence I could hear, but frat brother Logan is fucking <laughs> yeah. insane. Frat brother Logan. Oh my yeah, man. god, he's uh, my frat bro, Logan. <laughs> oh, oh, Logan. Oh, Logan, man, Logan, that's Logan. So funny. Um, uh, 
so such a good name. answers to the question who wants to go first <laughs> Remember, three cities on. that gotta, have never had I'm an gonna, NBA I'm gonna, team. I'm just oh, going to blow up my own spot here because yesterday I said I said oh, oh there used to be a team in Cleveland <laughs> oh, that's true that's true he goes oh my god he goes oh, i guess we can't do cleveland there, there used to be a team there i was like yeah they're still there they're called the cavaliers you fucking moron yeah well they suck um, ass so they might as well be for <laughs> i meant cincinnati I, I want to be fair i meant that, cincinnati you did you did, and I, you did. I just god damn what an idiot what an absolute fuck that idiot. was <laughs> That was fantastic. It was. Yeah, uh, it's really we, too bad that we couldn't record that natural reaction that we all had to that ridiculous, stupid statement you had. Because one of the rules is it's got to be a city that's never had an NBA or ABA team. Never right? ever had an You're NBA. You're not team. allowed. You cannot pick Vegas. You can't because like that's the obvious okay. Answer. I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. Vegas is off the list. It's got three three places. You no, know I actually have a, a good Vegas. one. Like Nikki said, Calgary yesterday, but actually a better one, Montreal. Montreal I would thought be about Montreal. One. I'm. I don't know what the appetite for basketball is in Montreal. Not high because it didn't do super well in Vancouver. There's, it there's, didn't do super well in not Vancouver. A lot. There's not a lot unless um unless the basketball is played on uh, ice and they have skates on and they have sticks instead of uh, uh you know their hands and the ball is actually a you know what that's I'm just talking about hockey. I just hockey. realized so. Uh, <laughs> Oh, you forgot that there's no black people. You forgot about that part. Yeah. Oh, is PK Subban with Montreal now? <laughs> Fuck if I know. I don't watch hockey. I don't watch hockey. <laughs> of course, the one white guy on this podcast is the hockey yeah. man. It's like, guys, guys, hold on. <laughs> let me list the five. Let me list the five black guys that play in the NHL today. Let's see. I'm <laughs> looking. At, I'm looking. At, oh my god. Hold on. Hold on. I need to. I got to share my screen so you guys can see this. I only know one black. One black NHL player, and that's fucking Dustin Bufflin because he played here. P.K. Subban, Wade Simmons. There's a few, man. Who's the guy that's in uh, um, Goon, the the amazing movie? Can you can uh, we just look at this real quick? Hold on, this is the Montreal Jerome Jerome McGinley. This is uh, hey Nick Suzuki. This is the bro. This is Thomas Tater. Come on, this is the the Canadians roster. I'm just gonna run through it. Just gonna scroll. Run through These it. These guys all look the same. <laughs> I will tell you this: it is not the colors of Benetton. I'll tell you that much. No. <laughs> no. God damn. It is. Boy, uh... we. This is. We are not the world. We are Central Europe. Yeah. Is what we are. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Eastern, Eastern, and Central Europe, uh, and you know Canada. What, man? Of like, course. You know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? We get one. Okay, white people get one. <laughs> um listen white people get the best sport in the world it's called life um they're they dominate that so there's there's that (laughs) there's that that's a true um man that's like way too deep like like i'm not gonna sit here and argue with you or disagree with you and there's a lot of fucked up shit going on in the world right now that disproportionately affects uh people of color i'm not gonna sit here and pretend that i am not uh unaware of the fact that as a uh white man uh a middle class white man that I am, uh, like, uh, certainly, you know, um, I, there's a privilege that comes with that. I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that's not the case. That said, I'm not going to sit here and talk about it on this podcast because sports and that kind of shit is where I try to get away from that thing. Yeah. I appreciate that, brother. Um, anywho, so I agree that there definitely needs to be a second team in Canada. I just, I go back and forth as to where that is. Like I said, Montreal is very european like it's very french influenced it's it's the french province of canada and there have been some good french um, nba players 
that's a good point. That's a good point. And actually, you know what? Killian Hayes is in the draft this year. He's one of the top ten prospects and is from France. Like there's there's been a larger French footprint, but I wonder if Montreal is more inclined to root for a Canadian or a French player. I don't think Montreal um like really wants to root for for anyone outside of just, you know, Montreal because they are keep in mind they are in Quebec and uh yeah. as we as as is possibly well known people from Quebec are notoriously huge huge assholes about everyone else not from Quebec. Yep. Yeah, so we'll so see I wonder I wonder. Quebec I wonder. Quebecois I, as they call it themselves. Que- Quebecois. Maybe Ottawa? Like the Ottawa the basketball is, team? Ottawa is just such a it stinks. As a city, like no offense, it's very it's very like ho dunk, isn't it? It's like very country, isn't it? I, I don't even know if it's like so much that. It's just like <clears throat> it's it's just it's like it's like a very it's kind of drab. You know what I mean? Mm. So I think Calgary yeah. might be the best choice. Then Ottawa, I don't know, Ottawa, Ottawa is though, the man. capital of Canada. Yeah, but capitals of places aren't always the most vibrant. Actually, wait, like am I thinking of Calgary? Illinois. I might be thinking of Calgary as drab. I don't know. My cousin Cl- Craig played hockey in Calgary for a number of years. Nice. He's currently their assistant. I think he's currently Calgary. their assistant GM. And you can call him the the Calgary. That's pretty cool, actually. Assistant GM. That's wild. Uh, the Calgary Countyman. Right. Wait. Oh. That's what they call him, right? The hell they call? Can Mountie. we talk about Mountie something Mountie other man. than Calgary men? <laughs> The Mounties. That's not county. I just wanted to keep the alliteration. Right. That's why. <laughs> other other cities, um, NBA teams, not currently here, I got or it. ever have had a said One of mine was Calgary. My other two, one, Mexico City. The Mexico City Chihuahuas. Just accept it. <laughs> Fear the bark. And the other one would be the San Juan Coquis. I think I had said Chupacabras originally, but I think it'd be more fun to see... Uh, because every time, oh god, that conversation the about the chupacabras last night had me dead. It was so, and great. I can't, even, I can't I, recreate I died. it now. It's sad. I died. Nah, it's alright, guys. Don't worry. It about really it. is unfortunate. Can't they just be like the San Juan um, sharks or something? Like that works. Yeah, it seems. Yeah. it seems a bit uh, um, like D three school name. The San Juan, San, <laughs> the San Juan Sandinistas. This is the reason oh. I think they should be the the cookies. Because instead of like, the, I don't know what that I don't know what that means, man. Like, you it's guys, a frog. I, I'm not. It's a uh, frog that makes this sound. It's a little miniature frog. It's a little tiny frog. It's kind of pale, and it goes. That's it, over and over again at night. Yeah. And so you just turn off all the lights and just a bunch of cookie noises, and then it's like, and they're like, it's time, <coughs> and everyone starts freaking out, and then a cookie's just right in the middle with a big ass flag, big Puerto Rican flag. He's like, yeah. So it's like the Raptors intro then. Yes. It's like a combo the of the bulls. It's like a combo of the bulls and the <laughs> Raptors. Yes. And then <laughs> and then I'm not done yet. You start hearing the sh- the chant. Que bonita bandera. Que bonita. <laughs> also means nothing to Ted. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. It's a song about the flag. It's oh, literally just a boy. Song about classic. It's one of my honestly one of my favorites. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Uh, like, like, when you say a song about the that flag, like is either. it a song just specifically about the flag, or is it like you know uh, what we call a, oh the national anthem? No, Wait, is the national it's anthem? Literally, of, it's not the national. Is anthem. the national anthem of Puerto Rico the United States national anthem? No, no we have our own. own well, see, I don't know. They have their own. It's technically not. It's um, not a state. It's a protectorate, which means hey, we get to tell you what to do, but also you get no rights. So yeah, pretty yeah. much can't vote. 
can't vote. Can't, can't uh, vote. but we can't, can't fight, vote, but, but they can't, can't fight in the house. war. We can fight a war and they can house all of the cheap labor uh, factories that a bunch of corporations own. Honestly, sounds also like a that. win-win. Don't forget Oopsies. that. Sounds like a win-win. Everybody's benefiting. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is a joke. Yeah, it went super well. Went super well. so well. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that one and Mexico City, We don't. Have, they wouldn't actually be called the Chihuahuas. They'd probably be like, <clears throat> for Mexico City, I can't think of something that would go. Oh, what's that dog? There's that me- the that Taco Mexican Bell dog. dog? Yo no, quiero Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> no, they have a. <laughs> I want to say Salukis, <laughs> but that's from Southern <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> no, not none of those are right. Hold on, I um, it. you guys come up, the, come up with your own cities. Well, no, I, I actually, I actually is. really, I actually really like the idea because there's been talks about like Adam Silver has mentioned that he wants to create a G League team in Mexico City um, Dude, to open up to the Latin American market. G League does. I agree. I think it's a great idea. Give me an NBA team. I got it. They have a professional basketball league down there. There was a former Magic player, Gustavo Ione, who. They traded Ryan oh, Anderson for Gustavo was great. Eduardo Nahara came from there. Like some, you know, not a lot from Mexico, but a, but enough. You know, Puerto Rico has a league that Phil Jackson coached in for a while. So uh, you know, it's legit to some extent. Um, but yeah, I is would Phil love to Jackson see still teams over like. There. Do we have definitive yeah. proof that Phil Jackson is still alive? Like, has anybody seen him in? I don't know. He's just like chilling. not the last dance. <laughs> Yeah, he was. In- I mean, like he, as like far he, as he I just, know, he just like lives in yes. Montana and smokes peyote. Like, I, I don't think it's too far fetched to say that we don't know if he's still alive. Dude, are we alive? Is this even real? No. What we're doing right now? Nah, bro. That's what Phil Jackson would ask. Okay. Yeah, that is he'd be an illusion, man. And he would also ask if you guys would like to look at his like Native American collection. Why does honestly, he know all that yeah. stuff? Honestly, shout out to him for getting the Lakers head coaching job where he was very handsomely paid and also getting to plow the owner's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Not enough people talk about that. That's a fair point. They were together for a while and he was destroying yeah, she it. She did Playboy, man. Boy. I've seen the photos. Might look at them later today. I don't know. <laughs> Oh man, uh, Tad cities cities. I don't even remember what I said yesterday. Kalamazoo, Michigan. Yesterday, Billings, Montana, and El Paso, Texas. Oh God, no! Come on, you're better than this. No, Although you, you did say two Texas teams yesterday. I did say Austin. You said Austin yesterday. I said for I sure. said I want a team. I don't really want. Like, if, if, if there there can only be one more Texas team, so either you got to put them in Austin or you put them in Fort Worth. So you have like the Subway Series between the Mets and the Ma- or like the Mets and the Yankees. You have the Mavericks and the. Uh, Hmm. Oh, you said Baltimore. Oh, that was the other one. Oh, you know what? The Vaqueros. The Fort Worth Vaqueros. The Vaqueros versus the Mavericks. (laughs) It's the rivalry. I like that. There you go, brother. And and I've got the, it's called the Zolo. That's the name of the dog. It's got a real, like, scientific name that I can't say properly. I think you mean, I think you mean Cholo. Nope. This is the full name. (laughs) What's up, SC? If you guys can say the name properly, that'd be great. Zolo, it's a kumitikiligri. Yeah. Take I'm not that. even going to give Zolo it a shot. <laughs> I know my limitations. Um, they call it an Aztec Yeah, you said dog. yesterday you said I did Austin. Say Baltimore. You said Austin. And you said Baltimore, and, which and, is a good and call. And Des Moines, Iowa. All right. I think Iowa needs a team. Iowa would be it's fine. It's a funky looking dog. I actually, there, there, there um, would actually be. The other one I actually said yesterday was Columbus, Ohio. So I think Columbus. Oh, yeah, you did say Columbus, Columbus Ohio. Yeah, you're right. Columbus. Uh, Austin and Baltimore would be my picks. I think I'd like to see Nashville 
Nashville, Tennessee. Give me... Give me... Did you say Albuquerque? Let's go with Omaha. I did. No, I was going to say Omaha, it, Nebraska. No, get the stop. Fucking stop. Omaha, no fucking Nebraska. NBA. T- I will no, stop watching Omaha. basketball if the no NBA Omaha. expands to Nebraska. Do you know what is in Omaha? In Albuquerque, nothing. New Mexico. There's fucking nothing in Nebraska except for sad, depressing shit and shitty corn and terrible and people who root for the Nebraska Cornhuskers. No. 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 I, stop I it. To, I, I, I had a bad experience. I used to go to... I used to go to Omaha a lot for my last job, and I I I very much enjoyed it. Did you, I really did liked you, it as a city. Did you experience one of their fine restaurants like KFC or Hardee's? <laughs> hey, that is not even remotely they're, true. They're really fucking recently. hillbillies. Fuck Nebraska. They have a much no. fuck Nebraska. No, I feel this like is, that's a I feel like that's a Big Ten thing more than an actual the state of one hundred percent Iowa to Nebraska thing. Fuck it's an Iowa-Nebraska thing. There are two states that mm-hmm. I absolutely despise on this fucking in the in one. the United States. Number one, Nebraska. Number two, Minnesota. Number three, I said two, but Mississippi. Mississippi sucks. <laughs> Get Mississippi the fuck out of here. It's fucking fat that people that can't read. It's fat, illiterate, uneducated people. Get out. Oh. If you live in Mississippi, get the fuck out of Mississippi. Go do something else. Mississippi sucks. Sorry. I mean, he did say that yesterday, so we're definitely on par with what we talked about. Honestly, he, he honestly, I would I would it. be concerned that we I would be alienating our listeners from Mississippi. But here's the thing: if you live in Mississippi, you don't have electricity or running water, and I sure as hell know you don't have the internet. So you're definitely not listening to this podcast from there. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! Well, on that note, let's move on to another subject, please. Uh, <laughs> as you guys can remember. The 2005-2006 season was the game where Kobe Bean Bryant dropped 81 on the Toronto Raptors. Um, Went off on a tear, dropped 26 in the first half, and then the third quarter just demolished the Toronto Raptors. Um, Tad and I both got a chance to watch this game in in recent days. Nikki, did you get a chance to rewatch it at all? I did exactly what you told me to yesterday. I watched the third quarter, the only good quarter of the game. (laughs) Uh, it's uh it was a really rough game to watch it really really was so the i like i watched really really boring tuesday i think this week and it was it just it was like it was just boring it it was very unengaging because that lakers team is so so fucking bad chris mim chris mim and fucking kwame brown were starting players on that team Smush Parker was on that team, right? I think we we talked about this. Smush one. Parker, Smush Parker. Smush. Yep. I said it um, yesterday, but I just I'm gonna I, this bears repeating, dude. Watching that game, like watching Chris Mim play basketball, like I realized that if I die and hell is real and I go there, which like let's be honest, at this point is pretty much a foregone conclusion. <laughs> uh, Definitely. If I go to hell, hell for me is 100 percent going to be watching Chris Mim try <laughs> to score a bucket from two feet away from the rim. Do you think that's like hell for Kobe? It's just like having to play with this team again. I actually like once if, said if that, Kobe woke up. Yes, that is hell. For <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Hell for Kobe is is uh, him having to like he he's injured and he has to watch that team play from the bench. <laughs> so we all have the same. Okay, so the hell is, is the same for all of us. I understand now. <laughs> I actually once tweeted that uh, my version of hell was watching Corey Maggette and Derek great. Fisher play one-on-one for eternity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, it, I, I, it's, 
it was so this was like young Chris Bosh. This is a Raptors team that had Jalen Rose, uh, a Lakers team that had Phil Jackson just come back. And this season, like, I mean, Kobe was Kobe was so I heard an interesting take the other day as it pertains to like LeBron versus Michael Jordan and to some extent Kobe Bryant. And the big difference between LeBron and Michael and Kobe and what Kobe and Michael had in common was like they could score at will whenever, no matter what. The big difference between Kobe and MJ was levels of efficiency and like latter the latter portion of, of Michael's career, he was definitely a, more of a guy who would look for his teammates. Whereas even in 2010 when they won the championship, like Kobe wasn't looking for his teammates. LeBron is not necessarily at the same level of scorer. As a basketball player, he is equivalent and better than Kobe Bryant. But as a scorer, as a pure scorer, it's the one thing that like and this was like the scoring season for Kobe Bryant. I think Tad said yesterday that he averaged yeah. like 35 points a game this season. 35.4 points a game while shooting 45% from the floor that season. And he That's he insane. dragged that team to 45 wins. I know. It's crazy. This was one of the... <laughs> what's interesting is like this is kind of like... This Devin George of got, Michael's career. got meaningful tick during this season. Yeah. Devin fucking George. He really did. He really did. Oh, that team. So bad. So bad. This was like, it's funny when you look at this season, because this is like, what, season nine for Kobe? And, uh, yeah, like season nine for yeah, Kobe. Like right and like, back, you look at Michael's crazy. career, and like Michael was putting up these numbers in like the first three in years your, of his career your, before that your, team got good. Right, yeah. And then, you, and then you see Kobe, on the other hand, who's like having success early in his career, but like winning championships early in his career. And then goes through this lull for a couple years where it's just like a one man show, much like early MJ. And you're just like, look, Kobe's amazing. There's no doubt about it, but this is not fun to watch at all. No, I mean, he was really taking every shot. Well, I mean, we, and we talked about this last yesterday, last night, whatever, uh, dude, he, Kobe shot 61% from the floor in that game that he put up 81. He was 28 of 46 on the floor and he was 7 of 13 from 3 and 18 to 20 from the charity stripe. Like unbelievable. Like the 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 utmost level of efficiency. And granted, you have to be that efficient to score 81 points in a basketball game, but Totally, but it's just this stupid. Was Kobe I mean, this all was coming season. off of a 10-game stretch where he scored 48, 50, 45, 41, Damn. 27, 38, 37, 51, 37 and then capped it off with 81. And then went out and got 30 the next night. <laughs> That's incredible. But, I mean, it was five. It was an later, incredible scoring still, like, And also, like, what, what I, like, I, I, I didn't know this until I was watching <laughs> the game on, on, uh, Shout out to smart I was TVs. on YouTube, actually. I just was like, streaming it on my TV. Smart TVs are dope as hell, man. But anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, I was watching the game and like fucking, uh, they're like, oh, LeBron James went uh, went for fifty one last night and is now the youngest player to score five thousand points, or uh, the fastest, or the youngest player to five thousand points, fastest player to five thousand points, whatever, uh, surpassing Kobe Bryant. And I'm I'm guessing Kobe probably didn't go into this game thinking I'm going to score sixty yeah. plus so I can fucking be the goat. But like Kobe went out and got eighty one and just reminded everybody, y'all, he you might call him the chosen one, but I'm still the king. <laughs> so, let me ask you guys a question. Um, uh, I was where kid. do you think Kobe Bryant finished nice. in MVP voting this season? 
fourth, <clears throat> probably. He finished fourth. He finished fourth. Can you guys name uh, the three guys before him? Steve Nash, Dirk Nowitzki. I'm going to say Steve Nash, Dirk Nowitzki, and Kevin Garnett. Got two out of three. Uh, Tim Duncan's not right, I don't think. But Oh, so it, it was Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett? Oh, Kevin Garnett. You got two out of the three right. Oh, you okay. got two out of the three right. Oh. Who was Le- the third? Le- LeBron? It was not Tim Duncan. It was not Kevin Garnett. So wait, you wait, did wait, get wait, 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 wait. and Steve Nash. Wait, 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 wait. Let me think. 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 If it's LeBron, you can say it's LeBron. It is LeBron. Is it LeBron? LeBron really? finished second. What a load of he fucking horse Finished shit. second in MVP voting. What an absolute load so of So that year, Steve Nash got 57 first place votes. Um... Then you have LeBron James with 16, Dirk Nowitzki with 14, and Kobe with 22. But overall points um, for MVP voting, Kobe finished fourth. But win share wise, he was number three, oh, number four overall that season behind LeBron James. Pardon me, Dirk Nowitzki, number one overall, 17.7 win shares. LeBron, 16.3. Huh. Chauncey Billups, who finished fifth in MVP voting, was fifteen point five, and then Steve Nash at twelve point four. <clears throat> well, Kobe was after great season Chauncey. too. Kobe was right after Chauncey, and, yes, and I mean you. honestly, Dwayne, Dwayne Wade and Elton Brand had more. Uh, I actually, I actually think that yeah. Steve Nash's second MVP was uh, was was uh, less deserved than his first one. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't know. They were both kind of like questionable to some extent, but those teams were amazing. We talked about it last week. But yeah, Kobe finished, uh, he, like you said, he dragged a carcass of a team to the playoffs. And that season is Kobe Bryant's No, no love, Columbus. man. That is his greatest it really life is. work. I don't care about the five championships. You show me another yeah. guy that could have. I'll, I'll tell you, there are two other guys <clears throat> in the world that could have won 45 games with that team, and it's LeBron and Tim Michael Duncan's Jordan. Duncan's not winning that. Yeah, there is no one yeah. else. Larry Bird is not winning forty-five no, games with right. that team. Magic Johnson is not winning forty-five games with that team. <laughs> Tim Duncan's not winning forty-five. With tiny hands. Games. Tim Duncan. Guess because Tim Duncan's sharing the front court with Kwame Brown. He's got tiny hands. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, that God was damn, like, man. Honestly, that team was like the, so the rough. The thing that makes me saddest about this is like. Like I mean, doing this he's whole a good thing, player. Though, is, is like, talk about him. There's going to be a lot of Kobe <clears throat> shit that we're going to be looking back at, and it just makes me sad. So much. Yep. Well, um, anywho, anything else we want to talk about as far as the 81-point game is concerned? Um, I mean, the best thing, like, obviously, like, the best thing about that was, like, you know, cementing sort of Kobe's legacy, but you guys know that, that – uh, have you guys ever seen that commercial with him and Jalen Rose? Oh yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like, Jalen, Jalen. He's like, oh, Kobe, how's it going? And then Kobe orders a martini, and the guy's like, how many alls did you like in that, Mister Bryant? Eight, uh, eighty-one. And then like him and Jalen Rose are just staring at each other, and like Jalen Rose looks so sad. And then the waiter goes, That's "Really? No, just three. That was just a joke. Just a joke for him. He gets it." Yeah, that was good. That was, was fantastic. From Rose. I'm I love pretty that. sure I saw a thing that Kobe scored like 54 <coughs> of his 81 while being yeah, guarded by Jalen Rose. <laughs> he dropped 80s on that. Oh, 
there's that meme that goes around where it's like, smile if Kobe dropped 40 on you and it's fucking Jalen's teeth twice. It's like Vince <laughs> Carter, Chauncey Billups. It's so great. It's so great. I've never seen that, but it's that's fucking terrific. It's so, it's so good. I do. Yeah, we got to send it to you. I do like that. Yeah, it's like uh, Steven Jackson, bunch of guys. I like that. Uh, I like that Jalen Rose has, has, has always been good humored about it. Oh, yeah. I'm big, if, if, big Jalen Rose guy. If you, big Jalen Rose guy. If you, if you don't like – like Jalen Rose has some shitty analysis sometimes, but Jalen Rose totally. as far as just like a pure look into like an NBA player is terrific. Like he doesn't pull any punches. Jalen Rose is like, fuck yeah. Like I was a millionaire that played basketball. It was dope as hell. <laughs> like yeah. it's – I love Jalen. He's, he's fun. I like Jalen Rose too. He does have some like really shit takes, but he has also very he much tapped into the NBA world. Terrible he takes. was the he was he was the first person to outwardly say that Kawhi was going to leave Toronto for LA. Didn't say where, but he did say LA. He said one of the LA teams will get Kawhi. Yeah, he was the great. first person to say it, and he just he called it like right off the bat. Now that's one of the things out of the many things that are like kind of ridiculous or outright ridiculous that he says but anywho um, yeah that 81 point game I'll remember it for a long time but mm, fucking I mean, shit it was boring as hell to rewatch it does the NBA it. have the worst like hot take guys Scale. um you got Stephen A you got Skip. I think I think most, I mean Skip does I it all see, but like, those uh, I was analysts, gonna say and so does Stephen A like Stephen those are hard because like those guys encompass Stephen multiple hours trash NBA. Like, like I don't think he's that good. is true think, yeah like that's all he does is like No, Coward's a shock jock. He's not a hot. T- he's just a shock. Yeah, like, he knows what he's doing. Uh, he knows what he's doing. Colin Coward said that Jamal couldn't I be a good NBA player. I tried to block it. So, you know, I mean. Oof. Do you not remember that? No. Colin Colin Coward said Puerto Rican If I can just go ahead and refer to the beginning. Playing baseball didn't take much mental capacity. Oh, man. Yeah. So I thought I'd let you know what Colin Coward thinks of you and your heritage. Yep. Colin, you canceled, dude. You canceled. You yeah, canceled for ESPN me, bro. Yeah, fired him for that, and Fox Sports 1 said, here's $10 million a year. Come join us. <laughs> Fox Sports 1 also hired Chris well, Broussard to be an NBA insider, so. Keep it going, Fox. You guys are doing a great job. Um, anywho, I have to last say topic last of the day. Chris Broussard oh, please. is an absolute fucking buffoon. A buffoon. He's not a jackass. He's not a moron. He's not an idiot. He's a buffoon. A buffoon. Wow. And to me, that is more insulting strong than words. any of those other words. Strong Chris, words. Chris Broussard very also strong looks like buffoon to me. Uh, Eric I don't even have to make a swear Nick word at you fucked. because that's how stupid you so are. That's how it's fun. You're a buffoon. Oof. A jagaloon. Stop. Stop. <laughs> 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 that's a good one. I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. All right. Last topic of the night. This was the season that Dwayne Wade and Shaquille O'Neal won the NBA championship. This was Dwayne Wade's first NBA championship. This is his third season in the NBA, um, winning against the Dallas Mavericks. Now, this is a very hotly debated finals uh, because a lot of people felt that the rest were very Miami-friendly towards the latter portion of this series. Um Dirk even tweeted now, about this not not that long ago, like a year ago. Oh yeah, deleted the tweet. He's still they're still salty about it. They're still salty about it. Um, 
so my question here, guys, is did did Mavericks lose I think, this? I think it's a combination finals, of Miami or did playing well Miami win the, refs the finals towards the end? I, I he's, from what I remember, I don't think Dallas had a bad series. Just things didn't fall their way. I think they should have won though, for sure. I mean, I, I mean, don't know if I they, feel strongly. I would say Miami won. So it's interesting because the reason I ask that question mm-hmm. is more so because of the it's more so because of the the refereeing that people question for this series. However, to Tad's point, I actually do and this is a very like this is a very close uh closely and very very competitive uh, series between this Miami Heat and Dallas Maverick team. I mean, this is this is a team that has a Dallas team that has Dirk, Jason Terry, Josh Howard in his prime, Jerry Stackhouse, Devin Harris, uh, 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 Keith Van Horn, uh, and then you put that team up against Miami, who has Dwayne Wade and Shaq, Antoine Walker, Jason Williams, James Posey, Udonis, Alonzo Mourning, Gary Payton, very deep team uh, with much older players, a much more veteran forward team. Um, and the series... I mean, was very, very close um, and ultimately was won in six games by the Miami Heat. Um, And Dwayne Wade played out of his mind in this series. Um, I just want to pull up these numbers here. Just trying to find Can them. Can I ask you guys a question? What his numbers... Because, like, we're... I mean, <laughs> yep. maybe. Like, while you're pulling that up... Um, I can give you... I can tell you maybe that you this Walker is what he scored for like, three, four, four five, and six. Days, right? <laughs> No, no, not at no, all. No, no. I have not much at all. Let's do I it. have. The, I wish. I, mean, I have the box scores up here. Dwayne Wade's. I thought you were about to. I Dwayne thought you were about to say I could give you Antoine Walker's points phone and had thirteen like, rebounds. Over, brother, he was also the leader in rebounds that game. Game four, he scored thirty-six points. Game five, he scored forty-three points. And game six, he scored thirty-six points. Well, I'll just give you the averages. In the series, he averaged 35, 8, and 4 with three steals and a block. How many free throws? Shooting 70. How many free throws a game did he shoot? That is a great question. Let's take a look here. Uh, He shot 97 free throws during the series. It's, I believe, 97. Second was Shaq with 48. Um, And if we look at Dallas, who boy. So he so he he attempted sixteen free throws a game. I realized Dwayne Wade in his younger years was a very explosive player, uh, went to the rim a lot, drew a lot of contact, but that's a little suspect to me. So let's just pull out the stats, like just numbers to numbers. Oh. Okay. Sorry, folks. Had a minor, minor technical error. This is just going to keep happening. Um, so we were talking about the free throw discrepancy, and I pulled up the numbers here between Dallas and Miami in total free throws attempted during the series. Uh, so Dallas attempted a total of 155 free throws during the series. And Miami, any guesses? It's definitely higher than 155. Two, 243. Okay, I'm going to say 223. 207. 
207. Not a huge discrepancy. No. It, it's big. It's big, but it's only about 50 free throws. 50 now, it's very one-sided. Throws. It's very one-sided. That's a lot. It's very one-sided because Dwayne Wade had 97. God. Like, alone had 97. Yeah. It's yeah. uh, it's a lot. He definitely... Now, to Tad's point, at that point in his career, he was very physical and got to the basket a lot and was always driving to the basket into content contact. Uh, sorry, I, I'm, I work in marketing. I've been talking about marketing all day. Uh, <laughs> anywho, um, but 97 is it's, it's a lot. Now, here's what I wanted to bring up regarding Dwayne Wade. I brought up the numbers, 35 points a game, eight boards, four assists, three steals, a block, shot 47% from the field, um, 77% from three. And as far as advanced from numbers three? are concerned, uh, I'm 77 from, from the, from the free throw. Sorry. From the free throw. Damn. 77% from the three point line. That's amazing. His true shooting percentage was 57, uh, 57%. His effective field goal percentage was 47%. Um, and I'm trying to find his usage rate was 37%. Um, this was an entirely Dwayne Wade championship. Um, and yes, he got to the line a lot, but overall, he outplayed every single person in the series, and it's not even close. Yeah, he. he yeah, went I off. mean, dude, it was in his fucking third year in the league, and he just absolutely fucking hosed everybody. He just stunted on every single person in that series. I am not taking anything away from the way that Dwayne Wade played in those NBA Finals, and I am not taking anything away from Miami Heat winning them. That said, I do think that there was a little bit of there was some. Foul play going on. You get it? <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, it was. A, it was, I was an like, interesting. Was Tim series. Donahue officiating this series? Like, I mean, I'm just curious. No, it Let's... wasn't. It was Joe DeRosa. Joe DeRosa was the head ref. Joey. Uh-huh. Now it is a little suspect because the first two games in the series, Dallas wins by a, a wide margin, ninety to 80, 99 to eighty-five, and then Miami proceeds to win the next four games. So it is suspect. It is quite suspect. And what not not only did they win the next four games, but the margin of victory was minus game four, s- small as can be, 98-96, 101-100, 95-92. The only game that was an absolute blowout was game four, which was 98-74 Miami. But otherwise, some close let me ask games. You, let, me ask you, let me ask you a question. Hmm. If the NBA were rigging that finals which i don't think i i, I do think it, it, it is it, it it does concern me to some degree that there are people that question the legitimacy of the nba and myself included sometimes because i do think that they I think pull we all strings do. behind I, I and like it's 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 weird that like we follow this thing and, and we're like uh, it's sort of like professional wrestling in a way right but yeah um if if the nba if you if you feel like the nba may have uh, had a hand in in helping miami win why why like what what was the what was the reasoning for the NBA doing that? Well, I think the point that I just made, right? So you have four four wins in a row by Miami. One the only one where they were deciding like it was a decidedly lopsided win. Everything else was within four points of each other and the free throw discrepancy was over 50 free throws total. Dwayne Wade getting 40 Two more free throws than Dirk Nowitzki in that series. Now, but Dirk Nowitzki is not a guy that plays near the rim. I was just about to say that. Very different styles of play. Very different styles of play. However, 
Star stars get star treatment. Ninety-seven to fifty-five. It's a it's a it's a massive discrepancy, and in games but, decided but, 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 but by Dwayne less Wade than always 10 goes points, to the rim. Who the fuck was the center for the fucking Mavericks? Kelvin Cato. No, no, no. I know. I was, was making a joke. I was just pulling out an obscure player. I don't um, even know who it was at that time. But it wasn't I, Tyson okay, Chandler here, yet. Here, here's my thought. If the NBA was to really trying to screw the Mavericks, the only reasoning that I could find the NBA trying to screw the, the Mavericks over was because the Mavericks had a, a young, outspoken owner in marketing. <laughs> my, I thought you were going to say that. Uh, also, it was Eric yeah. Dampier that was their center. Yeah, okay. I'm not surprised if Eric Dampier fouled Dwayne Wade 40 times a game. <laughs> a lot of fouls. A lot of fouls. Um... Yeah, it's uh it's a hotly debated one. And Dirk is still mad about it. Now, he missed a free throw in I wanna say it was game three that actually would have put them up and they would have they would have gone up 3-0 in that series. He still talks about that to this day. So there there is a little bit of that that he could have closed out game three, they would have been up 3-0, and now we're talking very differently about Dirk's career. Now, I will say beating the the Threedles, the Heedles. Heedles. Yeah. Um yeah, the Heedles. Beating the Heedles is probably a more impactful championship victory for somebody's legacy versus beating this Miami Heat team. Um but who's not to who's to say that Dallas doesn't win two if they win this one? Who's, who's to say that they don't win a couple if they win this one? Because this team was good. And then the following seasons after this championship game, they lose in the first round on con- in consecutive seasons. And the following season oh, was yeah. the season that Dirk Nowitzki won the MVP, and they lose to the fucking Warriors. No, to the Jazz. Hey, the, no, the Warriors. No, the, the Warriors. Warriors. The, Warriors. The, we the We Believe Warriors in the first round That'll as the best team nice, in the yeah. NBA. Like, yeah, that- It's crazy to think. like If, if Dallas wins this series... Who knows what this Mavericks team does over the next four or five years? Yeah, it's but I also pivotal. don't understand, like, outside of, like, Tad saying, like, oh, because of Mark Cuban being outspoken, I don't really see them uh, any reason for them to be like, let's let's make sure Dwayne Wade and the Heat win. Like, I don't... How not? It's the exact, it's the exact reason. David Stern was not a fan of Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban was very outspoken against the NBA and David Stern in a lot of ways and caused, like, didn't cause problems, but he was just fucking annoying. <laughs> he was very annoying. Eh, I guess. Is David Stern that, was David Stern that petty? Do you think? He instilled a, 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 a fucking dress code. I guess that's true. Yes. This is the worst, this is the worst David Stern's ever been. There's, Outside of here's that the one thing. time that he said no to David, Chris Paul going to the David Stern, David Stern, rest in peace, did so much for the NBA. Like, made the game what it is today. We talked about this on the episode after he passed away. Mm-hmm. Made his mark on the NBA and changed it for the better. For good. However, his tenure as commissioner is... It is smattered with all sorts of 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 issues and controversy and skepticism. There's the Patrick Ewing draft. There's the Lakers King series. There's this there's, series. Uh, the, the Hornets 
pick uh, the well the Pelicans now. Uh, you know, coincidentally getting the number one overall pick right after the NBA sold them to their current owner. There's, There's the, the Bulls getting trade. the number one overall pick. There's the Cavs getting the number one pick right Whoa, after. Who said Ron that about the Bulls left. getting the number one overall pick? What is this? I don't know what you're the talking Bulls about. The Bulls had like a point. The Bulls had like a point nine percent chance of getting the number one overall pick. Hey, when Orlando huge, got or, in, Orlando got the number one overall pick two years in a row. Okay, this magic moment. I learned that. In that documentary, this magic moment. Yeah, and they had probably they some... had an eight percent, a point eight percent chance when they won it. I don't know why you're coming paying. at me for the magic, dude. I'm a Bulls fan now. <laughs> <laughs> and and wow. we're off. That's Good. a tough Thank one. Thank you, everybody. That's a tough one. That's a uh, tough one. Play the roll call. I, that said, like I don't doubt, like the Magic were an expansion team. Of course, they were trying to give them yeah. cover number one picks. You got to make that team good. I get it. I'm not going to sit here and pretend there's no conspiracy there. The Bulls were a team that was not that good. It was starved for a high profile star, and you've got Derrick Rose, hometown kid, premier talent. Holy shit. We've got an opportunity here. You're telling me that the NBA didn't fix that? Then I got a fucking bridge in Brooklyn to sell you, brother. Like, here's the deal. The NBA fixes shit. It's still entertaining as fuck to watch. Brooklyn's bridges. Just like, now that you said Brooklyn, I would like to say something really quick. Are you not familiar with that? The Brooklyn Bridge has been sold like multiple times by like fraud, like, like people like, back in the day, people like committing fraud used to like sell the Brooklyn Bridge. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, that's why. Like, that's why the I got a bridge to sell you is a is such it's a in Brooklyn. Yeah. It, it's like a bridge in Brooklyn that's a thing. So that's yeah, why Brooklyn. I always say I got a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you. Anyway, bridge in Brooklyn. Anyway, all right. That so that Brooklyn makes bridge. me want to make this uh, prediction. Uh, Bronny James is going to get drafted by the Knicks. <laughs> because that's what's up. The NBA. I think the NBA actually hates the Knicks, so I don't know. <laughs> well, because LeBron, they're like, let's have LeBron play for the Knicks just to end his career. So remember, just- like, remember 2009 when everybody was speculating about like LeBron potentially going to the Knicks and the Bulls. <sighs> Nobody thought he was going to the fucking Bulls. Nobody thought he was going to the Bulls except for people that live here. He said it. He said we that you know, said they it. were they were ready. Yeah, they had talked about it. Him and Dwayne Wade were going to come. They were thinking about it. Anywho, yeah, um, Dwayne Wade and and Derrick Rose. Any uh, anything else we want to talk about before we wrap up today, boys? Nah, man. Your boy got to go make some potatoes and pork chops. Ooh. I finally got a. I got a. I got a. I got a grill. My parents bought me a grill as like a uh, home buying present last year, and uh, I had not had not had propane for it until just the other day. I finally picked up some propane. Your boy. Threw some New York strips on there the other night. They were fire. So tonight is pork chop night. Pork nice. chops, garlic green beans, and some red roasted potatoes. Let's do it. All right. Well, let's. In that case, let's let's let Tad go eat. Let's plug and let's get out of here. Follow me on Twitter at Tad Hall underscore. Also follow me on Instagram at Tad dot Hall. Whole rebrand coming. A lot of new content. Rebrand. Here we go. All right. And follow Nikki? me at Nikki Palooza. All right, and you can follow me at J underscore Kaliza. Kaliza, Jesus Christ, you threw me off there. You can follow me at J underscore You can follow J at, at Linus Clieza on Instagram. You can follow MBA at MBA Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Also, if you're in the Chicagoland area, make sure you check out supportchicagobars.com. We have raised over $10,000 for bars in Chicago who have fundraisers, uh, and we are continuing the trend. Can I add to that? If you're not from Chicago or you don't live in Chicago or the Chicagoland area, but you like to come to Chicago sometimes and go to the dope-ass bars we have here, you should probably contribute too. Support ChicagoBars.com. Vote for your favorite bars. People helping people. It's powerful stuff. 
Yes. Donate is. to the GoFundMe's. We're $10,000. We're trying to get to 50 by the time this shit is over. Next week, we're doing Logan Square versus Wicker Park. Here we go. All right. For Tad, for Nikki, for Jay, this has been NBA. We're out. Stop wearing do-rags.